the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I've got a college degree. I'm not bragging. One of the things the college degree got to give me was seeing a little bit of life away from mom and dad before I had to do life on my own. One of the things I loved was college sports, going to a college football game, a college baseball game, a college volleyball game, what have you. Just sitting on campus and killing some time. I've got a friend who likes to do that. And um, he's not in college anymore, but he goes and he spends money. The COVID-19 resurgence threatens pro sports and college sports alike. College sports really potentially, in my opinion, can hit local economies pretty hard. Uh, cancellation of uh, college sports. There's not a lot going on in Ann Arbor. There's not a lot going on in Blacksburg, Virginia. There's not a lot going on. Well, I was going to say Tallahassee Swamp. I don't know, but you get the idea. You know a lot of mom and pop kind of mid-sized cities that they'll get 60,000 people on a weekend to watch a football game from all over the state. So we're going to be dealing with some ramifications here for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I saw recently that, you know, the number of infections of, you know, the NBA is really upset with Miami or not with Miami, but Florida saying, you know, hey, why did you guys reopen so much? We're seeing too much of a surge. This may mean we don't open back up our basketball. We're not may we don't use your facilities. Maybe we don't bring money into the state of Florida. Maybe we don't. It's kind of funny. Um one of the more interesting angles about playing in Florida that is overlooked, and this is how cynical I am, is Florida's income tax is nil, uh, tied towards we want senior citizens to live there. A lot of professional athletes love Arizona and Florida because of the, the low income taxes. So if you have a contract that you're making $200 million on and you're getting taxed 10%, it's a bite. So maybe a tournament in Florida would you only pay for the states you play in, right? So COVID-19, maybe shutting down baseball, maybe shutting down football. We're just we're hearing some just very strange stuff. And for the record, did everyone see that horrific sports story um, come out of NASCAR? NASCAR being pretty progressive. I'm not going to say progressive, but saying we want the Confederate flags to stop. When you're one of the things about NASCAR events, and I, I learned this kind of like from experience, I always wanted to see one NASCAR event because I heard the roar of the engines and all that in a bucket of chicken. And it is. It's really, it's crazy. Um, but I was shocked and I didn't, I'm not a big, you know, uh, parking lot kind of party kind of guy. Not into it. Um, tailgating's not my thing. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to make ribs five hours before the game and get sloppy drunk and then miss most of the game while I'm urinating in the bathroom. Not me. Um, what's the story here? Oh, oh, oh. Um, so NASCAR bans Confederate flag. And when I was at it, my only race that I went to in Sonoma, like 15, 20 years ago, 
Um, one of the things I noticed was there was a lot of Confederate flags in the parking lot. I'm like, we're in Northern California in wine country. I get the Confederate flags in the South. I get it. I, I'm stuck with that reality. It's, it's true. <clears throat> I didn't think they were going to creep all the way to Napa, but then again, there's also a thing with race car season that a lot of people, uh, Winnebago and go from track to track to track and that's their summer. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Trump tweeted something this morning that it bothers me a bit in what's going to look ahead in five months. I'm willing to go right now, and I'm not a gambling man by nature. Okay, maybe I am a gambling man by nature. I'm willing to go on record right now and say we don't know who the president of the United States will be for at least five days until after the election, maybe longer. One of his tweets that went out this morning says, rig 2020 elections, millions of mail-in ballots will be printed by foreign countries and others. It will be the scandal of our times. That already tells me if he loses, he's going to challenge it. So Wall Street may get freaked out. It's just worthy of noting. Again, I'm not saying sell or anything like that. Just know that if it comes, maybe you want a little cash on your side. Okay? Don't get mad at me. Just work with what I go and I'm throwing out at you. So sports may be not opening up. It's kind of a she loves me, she loves me not. She loves me. They'll open, they won't open. They will open, they won't open. Um, but that's big business. And I think that's when people really feel we get back to normal, when we go to a concert or when we go to a football game. South Korea is in a big second wave of COVID spikes. The World Health Organization is reporting record spikes in global cases. Um, some good things are dying out of all this. Uh, salad bars. I don't know how they're going to survive. But if you go into stores today, you'll see how companies are repositioning themselves. Uh, grocery and um, grocery stores are saying that self-serve bars may be gone for a while and perhaps forever to the point that like even like the cabinet with the nuts we're like oh i'd like 12 pecans i don't want a whole bag of pecans i just want 12 <clears throat> at Publix, which is a grocery store salad bars and hot bars have reopened but employees dish out each item so wegmans has moved hummus olives and others behind the counter like so they're, they're figuring it out i think is the right way of saying it Starbucks has said that they are going to majorly reposition a lot of their stores for the future. More carryout. Um, I think that goes without saying, probably. Is it going to be sticky? Do we forget about it? I, I think there's some questions on that. Um, Starbucks are going to allow their baristas to wear Black Lives Matter attire. Um, Starbucks said it lost $3 billion in revenue in the latest quarter due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I think it's all worthy of note out there right now and uh, how these international companies, in particular Starbucks, Nike, and Apple, report their earnings. A lot of people on Wall Street will start extrapolating out of that. Um, 800 calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more it was so much more fun last year talking about starbucks and how they have got an online money system an online ordering system an online order before pick it up on the way out kind of thing you know on the fly now we're talking about covid and you know the long-term bullish thesis uh, i think it's still there Especially when one of their competitors in China kind of imploded, Luckin Coffee. 
and they're dealing with regulators right now on whether they're lying to us or not. So Starbucks is running with an idea in a time of change. I think that's great leadership. Dining rooms and large real estate, they're, they're liabilities, right? Um, especially when they can't be used effectively. A great example of that is when you go into a Best Buy right now, it's you just you see like there's no one there in between you and it's not even six feet apart, it's like twenty-five feet apart. So the ability to innovate during crisis is a key component. Do you remember Uber's former CEO, Travis Kalanick? He was accused of making Uber very male dominated, male centric bro culture. He started opening up ghost kitchens across the country as his next business venture. I keep watching what Starbucks and ghost kitchens do. Um, Starbucks is literally shrinking in order to grow. And I really like the idea. Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invest in more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Big webinar coming up in a couple weeks. Find out more soon. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm not an apologist by nature. But one area that I can't help a lot in is understanding social movements like Black Lives Matter. I get it on so many levels. I don't know how you can incorporate it into this show and not sound like I'm like, oh, it's all about money. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing brands like Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth and even Pilgrim's Pride that had the Quaker Pilgrim on it. And you're like, what else is going to be something that we have to reconsider? And I'll throw two out there for you. Uh, George Washington. Uh, should all statues of George Washington come down? He owns slaves. Like, there's, like, where does this all go? There was a noose found in a NASCAR garage. Um, it seems like that's going to strengthen both sides' resolve on fighting racism. Um, I'm not smart enough. There's other people who are on these areas, so I apologize that I don't go there. Um, and it just, it feels like a messed up time that uh, long overdue a, a nice step forward, or will we continue running forward? I don't know yet. Um, last night was the ESPYs. And again, one of those just surreal presentations of what's happening in COVID where the ESPYs is ESPN's kind of award show opening with just amazingly powerful statements on equality quality in America uh, for women and African-Americans and people of color. Stunning stuff. And ESPN's owned by Disney. Disney's publicly traded. I would kind of like to see maybe down the road ESPN be spun off of Disney because, I don't know, for me, theme parks are a little bit different than Sports Channel. But then Disney's got Disney Plus, and I kind of like the idea that they own Hulu. They're dominant owner in Hulu. They're like, I kind of like a lot of it. Um... Which, for the record, I tried to watch Artemis Fowl uh, on Disney. It, it was taken straight to Disney Plus, and I don't know if it was ever meant to be released in movie theaters or not. What a horrifically bad movie. And that, you know, I scratched my head last night 
And I said, this is so unlike Disney. What are they doing? Is this one of their acquisitions from 20th Century Fox or did they come up with this garbage on their own? It's a great question. But that's something you have to watch very carefully with brands. Stocks are slumping as global virus tally approaches 9 million on one hand. On the other hand, you've got a ton of stimulus coming in the United States and a president who wants to get reelected and a lot of promises will be made in the coming months. The Dow, the SP 500, the NASDAQ all moving a little bit higher today, but it was a day where we started a little bit lower. We continue to watch oil markets uh, as oil's recovered to where it should be, in my opinion, but not with based on demand. But it shouldn't be at $10, but it shouldn't be at $35, $40 either. We are going to see some oil companies in the United States who do shale go bankrupt. Um, very capital-intensive industry. So you have to have drills and platforms and steel and suction and water. To like, There's a lot of moving components to it. Um, and as an industry, I, it's, it's so capital-intensive. I'm kind of expecting some bankruptcies this summer fall. And if we don't get them, I, I miss this completely, the downside. Again, I'm fully invested. I may be a little more defensive with some of the things I have right now, but I'm not sitting on like 50% cash or anything. I will be a little bit interesting if there's not more of a shakeout on maybe not the stock market, but some individual stocks. Theme parks are continuing to reopen despite a rise in COVID cases. I'm one of those people that uh, I don't need theme parks. <laughs> so that's like, you know what's amazing about theme parks? Since they're, some of them are publicly traded, they're incredible dividend payers. Like they just pull in cash and pay it out, pull in cash, pay it out. It's not like they're going to come up with theme park 2.0 and they're kind of staying in their lane. You know how I was talking about ESPN and Disney? Disney has theme parks and movies and do, do they really want to be in the business of – um, some of their little side businesses. Like at one point in time, Disney tried to make video games. Not really good at it. At one point in time, Disney wanted to sell a service to telecom players that basically fenced in your kid at school. So you could put a geofence, and if he ever walks away with his cell phone, which was incredibly limited off campus, it would, you know, ding, 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 the parents. Apple's hired today as they're holding a developer's conference. Um, a lot of controversy on Apple's App Store right now. One of the mm, – let's see. How do I say this? One of the uh, apps was an email app that didn't get approved as fast as the, the company wanted, and they kind of moaned about it. So Apple's under a little bit of pressure, and right before the developers' conference started today, it got approved. How crazy are you as an investor? It's a good question, right? Um, it's been a whipsaw market, but they're saying that a lot of individual investors did really well with the whipsaw. Some people said, I'm going to get this cruise line because I see it's down 90%. And I know in the bottom of my heart, people are going to go on cruises again. It's not going to be totally wiped out, but you don't know about their cash flow or their bankruptcy possibilities. So how crazy are you? Would you go after Marriott International or Hilton Worldwide? Now, keep in mind, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s has seen a lot of hotel consolidation. Um, if there's a brand out there, Hilton or Marriott typically buy it. Um, there's a couple other ones out there, Diamond Rock Hospitality. 
but that's when you start getting into that's um, uh, vague to say the least. You get into occupancy rates and for instance, I was telling my producer on Friday, I'm like, I'd like to go on a trip. I just don't know where I'd like to stay at a hotel. I just don't know where I'm going on a trip to. Um, so how crazy are you? Like, are you consistent? There's consistent stocks out there. Are you crazy? There's crazy stocks out there. Worthy a note that a young 20 year old man killed himself after making a horrifically bad trade that Robin Hood's deciding we need to redo our app to make it a little bit more adult like instead of game like. Um, how crazy are you? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Webinar coming up in a couple weeks. Big announcement probably tomorrow. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. There's a very talented team at Salem Media and KDOW, the station that I work for, that helped put this kind of show together. Um, clearly, I do my job of you know, putting the work in and studying, but if you didn't have a lot of people behind the scenes. So make sure you support KDOW and other shows. And even write a letter to the general manager on occasion and say, thanks for having a station. I think those are always positively felt in this industry. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Um, an interesting day that's being colored by a rise in COVID cases in Germany, in Italy, in the United States, in China. And we're kind of just whistling like, oh, let's not look over there. We certainly don't want to see anything negative um, because we've spent trillions as a nation. The world has put trillions out there to keep economies afloat, to keep cash flowing, to keep companies that need to borrow money for three months in you know, the cash flow business. <clears throat> you should start seeing some shale companies in the United States fail in the next 60 days with bankruptcy filings or mergers and acquisitions where they would never have considered them before. There's going to be some problems. Then you get into some industries like hotels where you're like, man, I see Hilton stock and it is cheap. Um, do we ever go back to that world? And I can tell you that some of the mindsets that I've run into from uh, small businesses, they don't want to fly again. They don't feel like they have to. People have gotten used to Zoom, so why not? Home sales dropped their lowest level in more than nine and a half years in May. So that's a piece of economic data out today. Home sales dropped their lowest level um, in nine and a half years in May. Now, again, we know March was a real big shutdown month. There's still a little bit of winter hanging in there. Now we're into May, down 9.7% year over year. Okay, so the sales are not great. Existing home sales, which make up about 90% of all home sales, they decreased 26% year over year. That's the largest annual decline since 1982. Wow. Last month's slump in home sales, together with a modest rise in home building, suggested a decline in residential investment this quarter after it grew at its fastest rate in more than seven years in the first quarter. 
There were 1.55 million previously owned homes on the market. Um, so the inventory is a big one. We have about 4.8 months of inventory at the current pace. That's up from 4.3 months of inventory, which basically means if no other homes were put on the market, it would take 4.8 months to get rid of all homes. And then we'd be like, well, there's no more homes to buy. That's the basic. There's not going to be a quiz at the end of this. I grade on a curve. Um, a six to seven month supply is considered healthy. Four to point, point eight. If you have a home and you're, it's on the market, you're in control. You have people looking at it. Now, again, yeah, you have low interest rates. Yeah, that's good, good, good. But you also have a problem of COVID probably keeping some buyers in their homes and out of the home buying process. Unless they can do it sight unseen. I have to imagine some people are pretty freaky deaky about exposing themselves to your home. And you're probably pretty freaky deaky about letting people into your home. So the elections are coming up and I'm starting to write down notes. And I think one of the things you're going to see again is more states legalize cannabis. Um, not in this election, but the next round of elections. In large part, the tickets have already been set up. The bills, the initiatives, the reforms have already been set up for the 2020 elections in states and counties and federal governments, right? I think as we get through 2021 and Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom, Governor Gavner, um, I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. Um, as we start going like, well, if we're not playing football games here, you're not selling a lot of beer. Well, you're selling a lot of beer, just not at the stadium. You're not paying a lot of people who are in the parking lots in the stadium. You're not like there's a tax consequences to shutting down. And as more states run into tax consequences from shutting down, I think you're going to see more states say, OK, where can we pull in some more money? And I think the two obvious ones are gambling and uh, marijuana sins. No one likes to pay more in taxes. But if a politician could say, I'm not doing it for you, I'm doing it for your your alcohol. Like, um, how shall we say your alcoholic neighbor? They're going to be paying the taxes, not you. And you're saying, that's pretty dark, Rob. Yes, I have a very dark opinion of the world. But as there's budget shortfalls, we're going to say, okay, we don't really, really want you going out and losing all your money. But if it's going to generate some taxes, we're okay with it. So I think stocks like DraftKings and stocks like uh, cannabis stocks are going to be in the news. Constellation Brands, Canopy Growth, Cura Leaf, uh, uh all publicly traded. Now, again, do I have a preference between those? I I don't really like cannabis stocks because in the first round two years ago, what they showed us is they're a great story, but they don't make a lot of profit. Now, how about the online gambling? And here's something that I, I do want to talk about at some point in time. You can get on your phone an app that can do real grown up serious things. Basically a bookie or stockbroker or your bank. One of the things that I was reading some commentary this weekend was you probably remember on Friday or Thursday of last week that a 20-year-old man killed himself after losing $700,000 on a Robinhood app on an options trade gone horribly, horribly wrong. 
Now, the founders of Robinhood, which basically lets you buy stocks without commission, as long as you have an account, you link up a bank account, and lunchtime you can say, hey, I heard a hot stock tip about Cureleaf. I'm going to go buy it. And by the end of lunch, you could have sold it for a profit. Like, woo! The problem is that a lot of these apps now are starting to have game-like features. Like, if you do three trades, you unlock a, a level of trader called Star. And every time you do a trade, it, like, shoots off fireworks. Star! Awesome! Winner! And they do a little fireworks display, and they do Candy Crush colors and Candy Crush music. Um, we, we're gamifying really hard life decisions and people are addicted to their phones. I don't like it. I, I think we're going to seriously have to look at ourselves down the road and Robin hood app should be sterile and it should have lots of warnings everywhere. Uh, it's a little burger eyes for taking action. Any stocks mentioned on the show. Um, it can be a warning like that. It just, I don't kill the friggin' fragging fireworks when somebody does something okay and they get a point. And then, like, if you do 10 trades, you get to unlock a higher savings account. Ah, you're encouraging too much risk by people who don't know what they're doing. By people who are addicted to their phones and their screens and the gamification of everything. I'm guilty of it. You know, when I um, start, like, a Netflix show, I want to finish it. When I um, play a game with my kids online, you know, Fortnite has 100 levels. You want to help them get all 100 levels. There's a gamification thing that goes on. And every day you're like, well, you can only get two or three levels a day. That's 33 days. Let's say we go on vacation. There's some really, really things that we're getting ridiculous on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oprah Winfrey sells millions of dollars of Weight Watcher stock. Now, again, this is controversial. At a time when Black Black Lives Matter is headline news daily, Oprah Winfrey, entrepreneur, you almost have to say, uh, one of the richest people in the world. And she's a great celebrity spokesperson because she did a talk show that appealed to a wide demographic, women, women, women. I don't actually know any house dads. I know house dads, people, you know, the wife is the breadwinner. I'm totally good with that. But I don't need house husbands who sat around and watched Oprah, but she appeals to women. And Weight Watchers is one of those companies that should be dead because in the 1980s, like, let's go to a Weight Watchers meeting. And it's like, I like to eat a lot. Uh, Thanks, Rob, for sharing. Now you get 14 points. Don't blow them all in one place. I get a cracker. And there was that very physical, you had to be there kind of thing, club. Now, if you want to know about the keto diet, go search it on Google and boom. You want to know what, uh, uh, let's say you're a bicyclist and you love Greg LeMond. I know you're saying that's not pool. Why not say Armstrong? Well, I don't want to say Armstrong. So you love Greg LeMond and you want to know what a biker eats during Tour de France races? Like, it's out there. So Oprah Winfrey shouldn't be a spokesperson for Weight Watchers unless she's doing something with a digital app or something like great with that. Anyway, um, selling off much of her money, uh, uh, stock options, 85,000 of them. She made millions and millions and millions of dollars being a spokesperson. I'll work for a six-pack of beer if anyone wants me to support their bank or credit union. 
Pass me a good six pack. Don't try to pass off any Bud Lights on me or anything like that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Controversial statement coming in five, four, three, two. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Facebook and Father's Day. Doesn't it seem like too many people are posting love things about their dad and like, I don't know, just do it every day. I'm not a big fan of holidays. I think every day should be a holiday, right? Anyhow, let's bring in the one, the only CFP, Chad Burton, see what he has to say about Father's Day and how it treated him. Chad Burton, certified financial planner. How are you? I'm doing well. Father's Day was amazing. I went wake surfing. I had my four-year-old on my shoulders and my other three kids on different ropes. So we we're all wake surfing at the same time. Yeah! It was, it I was just, I started by talking about Facebook and how much I hate seeing other people like talk about their dad. My dad's long dead and stuff. So I don't post anything about it, but yeah, I saw your post with you and your kids and that wasn't the one that got me upset. Um, neither here nor there. What, what's on your mind today, Mr. Burton? Well, I, you know, I just want to make sure that when everybody's at home still, you know, um, well, not fully at home. I guess things are opening up a little bit, yep. but um, people are thinking about the future. They're thinking about how all of this stuff that's going on is going to affect their retirement. And I think people really need to focus on the benefits of the Roth, whether it's your okay. Roth IRA or your Roth 401k now more than ever, because, well, it's, you know, the Roth, you give up, I think a current tax break, so yep. that it stays in an account and it earns money for you tax-free for the rest of your life. And there's also no required minimum distributions as long as you roll your Roth 401k to a Roth IRA when you retire. You don't have to take money out each and every year like you do with IRAs and 401ks and 403bs. So you can control your tax bracket. What comes out is tax-free. And there's been so much stimulus which we all end up paying for, right? We've got the CARES Act. We've got... Okay, yeah. You know, we've got um, PPP and all that other stuff. Um, and we've got this push for healthcare now, right? Everybody realizes how important this is. And no matter what happens, um, we will revert to a higher tax bracket in 2026. That's when this existing personal income tax bracket deduction that occurred in 2017 automatically expires unless Congress acts again. And if we get a change in administration, you know, it likely will change. And taxes will likely go up. So, you know, somebody's going to have to pay for this. We have Social Security. That's an issue. Um, and so that is going to need some more support, whether it's higher FICA taxes that come out of your paycheck. Um, a lot of things going on. But I, I think that especially when people are younger, you know, forgo that tax deduction and get that money growing tax free at a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. So we got the basic ideas, the Roth, the tax-free, the no required minimum distributions, um, so much stimulus out there. You don't want to miss out and know that that is your tax money that's being spent now that they're going to tax you on later. How does a Roth affect Social Security? You know, like, how does a Roth affect student loans? How does a Roth affect Social Security? Is there any negatives from having it? No, there's only positives. And, 
you know, if you think about it, if you're, especially for younger people that are starting out working and then let's say they're at a 12% or below federal bracket and right. they put money into a pre-tax 401k. Yeah, they get a tax deduction, but everything that they take out in the future is based on their current income tax bracket. And as people age and as long as they save, you know, 15, 20% of pay with the employer match as they move into retirement, they're likely going to be at a higher tax bracket at retirement if they continue a career path that increases their pay, they continue to save, have enough money to retire, especially in the Bay Area, you're going to pay, you're going to be at a higher bracket. So give up that current tax bracket for that tax-free Roth because when it comes to Social Security, first of all, there is a law that is, as soon as Social Security starts taking in less benefits or taking in less income that it's paying out, it has to cut benefits. And that's scheduled to be around 2034 in some cases. So what will likely happen is the amount of our money that's subject to FICA tax, which is essentially the Social Security tax on your paycheck, yep. it'll likely increase and we'll have to pay more in order to support that system. And then when you retire, your Social Security can be taxed. Up to 85% of your Social Security can be taxable. So what they do is they add up all of your income, including tax-free bond income. So if you have California tax-free bonds, you think it's not taxable, but it's actually affecting how much taxes you pay on your Social Security. And as soon as you take one half of your Social Security plus all that other income, including tax-free bonds, you can have up to 85% of your Social Security being taxable, but your Roth IRA income does not count towards that. And that's huge. Um, so there's, there's so many benefits to that Roth IRA income, whether it's Social Security or avoiding an increase in Medicare Part B tax uh, surcharges. Um, it's, it's a really, really great tool. So I'm used to having you in a longer segment. We have just a moment left or two. Um, the thought on doing a 401k for tax benefits versus a Roth or uh, there's a little bit of juggling on it. Does that juggling decision on your end, what, what, do you, what are you factoring, tax consequences, or what are you factoring, age, convenience? Uh, All what of are it. we seeing? And All it, of it, okay. It also depends on if you're behind, too. So if you're older and you're behind like on savings big time, you probably need the tax deduction. If you're younger, go for the tax-free. And if you want some handouts on this, including the, the mega Roth 401k, you can get 20, 30 grand going tax-free in your 401k, shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com, because we've got a couple of new handouts that help people make this decision. Real quick, what is the update on Megaroth? Because that was a big strategy that looked like it changed. We've got about one minute. Well, so the Megaroth, there's, there's you know, several employer types of money that can go into your 401k, your deferral, your employer match, and then after-tax contributions that can be flipped right away to a Roth 401k. There's a whole, we have a blog on it for employees and for individual uh, business owners. And then we've got this new handout that uh, kind of, shows you what to do and the steps to take to figure out if your employer offers it. Thanks very much, Chad. You've got a lot of great downloadables. We have a lot of great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's good that we're updating them now as people have more time than ever to consume them and educate them. Um, the Roth, I think, is one of those great things that Congress did for us that they don't get enough credit for. People could find you at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com and Google those downloadables today.